This is the Health Witch Podcast, where we will explore one tarot card of the day, a beauty recipe, a herb of the day, how we use it, how we enjoy it, and how we appreciate its magic, and which in practice, how it relates to health, and ending with a historical note to honor witches, healers, and women of past. I'm your host, Ashley Murphy, the lead witch, folk herbalist, and health educator of Health Witch and HW Apothecary. Today, we will be discussing a little beauty, health, history, and tarot. So, quote, fear is dangerous, not the tarot. The tarot represents a spectrum of the human condition, the good, the evil, the light, and the dark. Do not fear the deeper or darker aspects of the human condition. Understand them. The tarot is a storybook about life, about the greatness of the human accomplishment, and also the ugliness we are each capable of. End quote by Benabel Wen. So the card of the day is Ace of Pentacles. I am working with the Deviant Moon Tarot deck by Patrick Valenza. I mentioned this before, but there are many different tarot decks that you can find out there. Um, but this card is depicted with a red and black dragon holding up a large pentacle. And if you look through the pentacle, you can see illustrated is, is the universe. So the card, if you do pick this card, it means that there's a balance between the material and the spiritual realms of your life, particular, uh, especially if we're looking at prosperity and the will to succeed. If the card is reversed, though, you might want to ask yourself a series of questions. Do you feel sadness despite everything you have and all your material gain? Or, or are you blowing your wealth on things that really don't mean anything to you and are not serving your higher purpose? So this card is also fitting that I have picked it today because we are just beginning here a new moon. So this card also represents beginning new projects and new financial workings, Um so anything that you might be embarking on as far as, you know, it could be financially, but it doesn't have to be. It could be with school, it could be with family, whatever you're starting for a new project. So this is also a good time to get your finances in check and maybe consider some collaboration with a friend or a coworker. Herbs are our plant allies on this earth. We can consume their energy and their medicinal properties, and they serve us as inspirational beauty. Over thousands of years, our ancestors have cultivated relationships with plants for nutritional um, properties as well as for medicine. Really one of the same if we focus on preventative medicine, let thy food be thy medicine. It is amazing how far removed we have become from basic plant knowledge. I think evidence is, you know, if we all look at the fad diets, the miracle cures and the the pill or the pill you pop to fix all a kind of culture, we want really fast results and we don't stop to think about what we're ingesting sometimes and how it interacts and what's the long-term impacts on our health. So when it comes to nutrition and plant medicine, it is really an active relationship between you and the plants, and you must partake in and really put the work in to see the real benefits. You know, point in case, if you decide you're going to have a healthy lifestyle, you don't eat well for one week and just abandon those efforts. Um, so I love herbs, especially common herbs that many people can incorporate 
very easily into their meals, into smoothies and infusions. So today I want to focus on the not-so-exotic parsley. While most people use the leaves as garnish on foods, you can also use the roots and the seeds. The plant is warming and does have drying properties, and the leaves do taste pungent, but the roots tend to be on the sweet side. Uh, the plant can be used to treat digestive complaints, so such as uh, especially bloating. It's a carminative, so you can actually uh, eat it with or after your meals to help digest your food. It also is useful for urinary complaints, and it does help protect against cancer. I'll add fresh parsley to meals most of the time because it just happens to be the easiest way to do this. But I can also, and I also do use it in uh, teas. So the HW Apothecary currently carries one tea that includes parsley, and it's called the Slimness Tea, which its name comes from the properties that helps decrease bloating. But it's also paired with birch, which is a good blood purifier. And the birch offers a good dose of antioxidants with it, but it also has a sweetness to it. And if you want more information on this tea, you can visit healthwitch.org. When it comes to dosage and how much parsley you should ingest, there is no specific dosage uh, listed for this herb. However, like all herbs, do be cautious, especially if you are pregnant or breastfeeding or on some kind of medication. Uh, parsley is known to be a little bit of a blood thinner as well. But one more note, I do love pesto. I love pesto on absolutely everything. So consider mixing parsley and basil together next time you make a pesto. Mix it all up together with chopped walnuts, olive oil, and fresh lemon juice. And you could do Parmesan cheese, but if you're you know, steering away from dairy, you can actually substitute that with nutritional yeast and, of course, garlic. Um, and this comes to us from Kate West, who is the author of The Real Witch's Kitchen. Also, chewing on raw parsley will help take that strong onion and garlic smell out of your breath. So just another good reason to add a little parsley to your pesto. And in magic, and historically, the plant has been used in rituals to help cure plagues, fevers, swelling, and tumors. Moving on, legends, myths, and spells are society's way of passing down important information from one generation to the next, especially if you come from a prosecuted peoples. Because they go under the radar, these myths, and are usually regarded by the others as insignificant and invalid, therefore not a threat, and are left alone by colonizers. Quote, today we're still loaded down and to some extent embarrassed by ancient myths, but we respect them as part of the same impulse that has led us to modern scientific kind of myth. But we now have the opportunity to discover for the first time the way the universe is, in fact, constructed as opposed to how we wish it would be constructed, end quote, by Carl Sagan. So contained within myths and these ancient spells are wisdom of past that we have forgotten along the way. Today, I would like to honor herbalist Mary Beeth, who has recently passed away in 2012. She was a native of Scotland, and in 2004, she published Healing Threads, Traditional Medicines of the Highlands and the Islands. So she was very much steeped in Irish folk medicine and traditional Scottish remedies. What she found was 
what she was really building up information for was the Gaelic pharmacy, which she found was to be a lot more than just herbs. It included a wide range of superstitions, rituals, and spiritual entities. Uh, some of the more common herbs that she did mention in the list were thyme, St. John's wort, honeysuckle flowers, heather, and a variety of different seaweeds. Mary, in her publication, expressed a proud Scottish people that respected their clan history and were passionate on preserving it. Yarrow was one of the herbs that she did have um, a lot of respect for. So this herb you can also find throughout the United States. It comes in colors of white, pink, yellow. Um, but in Scotland, it's more commonly found in the white variety. So young brides, there's superstition here. Young brides would place yarrow leaves under their pillows to ensure seven years of love and faithfulness. Now, yarrow is energetically thought of as, as a, a very stubborn plant to stay and to keep bleeding at bay, which is where we can probably draw the parallel between yarrow and keeping a uh, husband or wife faithful. So in, uh, in southeast Scotland, there's also a river called the Yarrow Water, and there are a number of different jigs and spells and myths that are associated with that place and that plant yarrow. So thanks to Mary and her work, she's done a tremendous amount of work to preserve this Gaelic pharmacy, and it is a wealth of information. If you have a chance to get your hands on some of her, her works, I highly recommend that you read them. They are great resources. This is less so of a beauty recipe, but more of a little bit of health background on yarrow. Like vervain that I had recently mentioned, it is a great plant to help clean and clear out wounds. Now, yarrow is one of those plants that goes even a little bit further. Yarrow is one of these historically known plants to stop bleeding, but also to clean out the wounds. So in various spells, you'll see um, carrying even yarrow uh, flowers and medicinal bags to keep wounds at bay or to stop somebody from getting a wound in the first place. But yarrow is, I love yarrow. I love the smell of yarrow. And it's just a plant that is so easy to use. If you have the, um, the privilege of having fresh yarrow, you could easily make a poultice out of it and put it directly on your wounds to help stop that bleeding and to help clear out that wound. You can also resort to powdered yarrow if you want to make a face mask with it. If you're suffering from um, acne conditions or anything like that, it will help clear out that skin as well. So yarrow is a, is a great plant and you can also make teas and apply um, that, that yarrow tea to help clean out wounds too and to splash your face. Thank you all for listening to this very short segment. You can find me at healthwitch.org, on Instagram at health underscore witch underscore, or Facebook at healthwitch. You can also read my latest article on shadow beauty and the food of the gods in the International Witches Magazine, which you can purchase now at witchesmagazine.com. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to the podcast. It will help others find their way here too. I am also open to suggestions, taking questions, and appreciate all your feedback. Till next time, stay healthy, witches.
when it comes to natural beauty, I'm always looking for the actual ingredients that could actually make your face nicer instead of clogging it up and actually doing more harm than good. So of course I had to look into coal. When you think about coal or this beautiful eyeliner, I guess uh, think ancient Egypt, Nefertiti. I think Nefertiti sculpture is probably the most famous with the beautiful winged eyes. So coal itself is an actual ingredient. It can come in a couple different colors, black to an iridescent kind of dark blue or midnight blue. Though most commonly it's usually like a pencil color, you know, the tip of a pencil. It's usually like a grayish kind of black. But anyway, you would mix that with a wax and the coal and line your eyes. Now, it would have a couple different functions. First of all, it would help against uh, really warding off eye infections, but also to protect their eyes from the sun. Probably the earliest example of sunglasses would be a rimmed eye of coal. Um, so it did have usage, and people would talk about, especially in the in the East, rimming the eyes, going to bed at night, waking up with just this luxurious, smoky eye in the morning, which sounds fantastic. Um, so of course I had to look it up and see what kind of products in the U.S. actually contain coal, and if they don't, why? And is that something where I could maybe potentially source and incorporate within my beauty rituals? So it turns out that the FDA, the Federal Food and Drug Administration, never approved coal for cosmetic use in the United States. Their report stated that the mineral, as it is mined, always contains lead. Now, I'd have to look at a little bit more into this, um, but for that reason, the FDA um, released a report and we cannot buy real coal in the United States. Though if somebody does find some links and some research, I'd be happy to um, uh, to listen to that and to read up on that. So anyway, the, you cannot get real coal in the United States. And if you do see coal listed on your eyeliners when you go to the drugstore or your Sephora or whatever store you choose to go to, it's just simply referring to the color. It is not referring to the actual coal within the product. So just a little note, and I'm curious to see what you guys actually use for all natural eyeliners and what you use um, to get that beautiful pharaoh eye. So if you have any suggestions and comments, let me know.